On the 29th of March 2022, the Department of Social Protection published the final design principles for the introduction of a pensions auto-enrolment system in Ireland. The aim of auto-enrolment is to change the Irish pension system from one where employers may or may not make provision for a workplace pension scheme to one where every worker will have access to a workplace pension. Even though proposals for auto-enrolment have been around since the 2000s, Ireland has somehow managed to remain the only OECD country without any form of auto-enrolment system. With the publication of the final design principles, will that all change? And what are the consequences for existing pension schemes? Hello, my name is Sarah McCaig and I am a partner in the Pensions Group in Arthur Cox. And I am Philip Smith, Head of the Pensions Group in Arthur Cox. In this audio briefing, we are going to be talking about some of the key features of the proposed new auto-enrolment system and what it will mean for employers and the trustees of existing occupational pension schemes. So, looking at the basics of the proposed new system, it is going to apply to all employees earning €20,000 or more who are aged between 23 and 60. Employees outside of those thresholds can opt in if they so wish. Auto-enrolment applies to all existing staff and new staff, which includes staff on probation and casual and part-time staff. The government is anticipating that approximately 750,000 workers will be enrolled into the scheme at the end of 2023. If an employee is currently enrolled in a workplace pension scheme, they are excluded from the system, although it is not clear at this stage how those people will be identified. There will be a specified two-month opt-out window for employees. The first one is after they have been automatically enrolled for six months, and then six months after each contribution rate increase. Employees are also free to suspend contributions at any time. All contributions made will be invested in a range of four funds that can be selected by the worker. They are a conservative fund, a moderate risk fund, a higher risk fund and a default fund. There will be four registered providers, each of whom will be required to offer the four fund types. The whole system will be overseen by the Central Processing Authority, or CPA, and all member engagement will be directly with the CPA. The underlying principle of auto-enrolment is that the pot follows the member. So you stay in the scheme even when you change employment. The state pension will be payable in addition to any benefit from the auto-enrolment scheme. Benefit drawdown will be linked to the state pension age And it looks like members will have the usual options on retirement, such as purchasing annuities or transferring to an approved retirement fund, or AORF. Although it may be the case that in time, the CPA will tender for a bespoke set of pension drawdown products. In terms of contribution rates and how they increase, for years one to three, there is a matching employer and employee contribution rate of 1.5% of gross salary with a state contribution of 0.5%. The employer and employee rates increased to 3% in years 4 to 6 and 4.5% in years 7 to 9 
finally settling at 6% from year 10 onwards. The state contributes 1%, 1.5% and ultimately 2% during those periods. Effectively, instead of giving tax relief on employee contributions by deducting them from gross salary, which is the current system for occupational pension schemes, the state is making a contribution to each member's pot equal to a third of the member's own contribution. And now that you know something about the structure of the auto-enrolment system, what do you do? Well, the short answer is nothing for the moment. The system is not due to be implemented until the end of 2023 or early 2024, and there are various design aspects of the system that need to be finalised yet. In particular, it is not clear how the auto-enrolment system will interact with the current pension system, although the government has indicated that they see the two as working in parallel with each other. I'll give you two examples. Firstly, it's not clear whether existing occupational pension schemes, or indeed PRSAs, of which employees are members, will have to meet certain minimum criteria, for example, around employer and employee contribution rates, in order for members of that scheme to fall outside the auto-enrolment net. In the UK, where an employer provides access to a pension scheme with similar benefits to the auto-enrolment scheme, then those employees are effectively covered for pensions purposes, and there is no need for auto-enrolment in respect of them. And I think we expect to see the same thing in Ireland. The second aspect of interaction between the current system and the auto-enrolment system is whether transfers will be allowed between workplace pension schemes and the auto-enrolment system. And if so, how will the tax aspects of that work? Another thing worth considering in light of this publication is will there still be a role for workplace pension schemes in Ireland going forward? What we're seeing from other countries who have auto-enrolment is that yes, there most definitely is. There are a few reasons for this, including auto-enrolment isn't going to be tax efficient for higher rate taxpayers. Higher rate taxpayers currently get tax relief on their contributions to an occupational pension scheme at 40%, and the equivalent relief they would get on contributions to an auto-enrolment scheme will be less than that. As well as this, there is an €80,000 cap on the amount of earnings that contributions will be made on under the auto-enrolment system, whereas in the workplace system that cap is €115,000. So where an employee earns over €80,000, it's likely to make more sense for them to go into their workplace arrangement. And another thing to consider is likely to be the administrative burden of the auto-enrolment system. So at the moment, employees are going to have the option to opt out of the auto-enrolment scheme after six months, and then again every time there is a rate increase, effectively every two years. Employees are then automatically re-enrolled every two years. This is likely to put a significant administrative burden on employers and their HR departments, and where you have a large workforce could result in a monthly list of employees needing to be re-enrolled. In the UK, re-enrolment dates are linked to the employer rather than the employee. 
each employer was given an entry date into the UK auto-enrolment system, and on every third anniversary of that entry date, the employer has to re-enrol any of its employees who are not in the auto-enrolment system. This means that each employer has one date every three years to worry about auto-enrolment admissions, regardless of when the individuals were hired or when they opted out. This kind of approach would alleviate the administrative burden on employers and on the capacity within the industry and the CPA to cope with the re-enrolment burden. So, to recap, there are a few areas where the full detail of the system needs to be finalised, including the interaction with current occupational pension schemes in terms of equivalence, transfers between the auto-enrolment system and the current tax system, re-enrolment dates, and practical matters in relation to registered providers and how the CPA will operate. But overall, the auto-enrolment system sounds like good news for low to medium earners, and good news for the state too, as multiple reports have concluded that pension coverage in Ireland is inadequate, with a disproportionate number of people relying on the state pension as their only source of income in retirement. We have more information generally on auto-enrolment in our Pensions Team Insights Briefing, which is available online on the Arthur Cox website. I hope you found this audio briefing helpful. If you would like further information on auto-enrolment in general, or any of the points mentioned in this briefing, please feel free to contact a member of the Arthur Cox Pensions Team or your usual Arthur Cox contact. Thank you for listening. Thank you.